Hey, family, welcome to A Moment in the Word. Hopefully there's three things that will be done here. One, you will hear the word. Two, you will receive the word. And three, you will share the word. Now let's get to it. Good morning. It's Monday morning. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. How y'all doing today? How y'all doing this morning? I know y'all doing absolutely wonderful because I am. Don't ask me where I've been. Where you been? Where you been? That's the question. Where you been? Amen. Amen. Listen. We're going to have us a wonderful word this morning. We're going to hit it. We're going to quit it. And we're going to keep it moving. Amen. Amen. Listen, welcome to a moment in the word. I am Elder Dana T. Samuel. I'm the pastor of DSM Outreach Ministry right here in the city of Detroit, where our motto is changing lives one person at a time through the word of God. Amen. Amen. And I'm so just happy to see you guys. I'm glad that you had a wonderful weekend. I know that you've been safe today. We're going to go through the announcements and then we're going to get to the word, right? So listen, we are going to be in person. Hear me and hear me again. We are going to be in person Saturday, September the 3rd at Mount Lebanon Missionary Baptist Church at 13925 Linwood Avenue at the corner of Oakman. Got it? The name on the building says Mount Lebanon Missionary Baptist Church, but that day is going to be DSM Outreach Ministry. So I want you all to come on out. We're going to have us a funky good time in the Lord. Bring your testimonies, bring your questions, your concerns, bring the kids, become a lay hands and pray over them because they're going back to school and we want to make sure that there's a hedge of protection around them as well as you. Amen. Because I know some of y'all don't pray over y'all kids, but you need to. And it's not at the first day of school, but you need to pray over them every day. Because let me tell you something, the enemy is out there and he lays snares, traps right there to try to hold them up, hinder them, and to set you back as well as them. Amen. The enemy don't want uh, don't want your baby to be educated. The enemy don't want those kids to be able to grow in knowledge. So why wouldn't he stop them? See, y'all, y'all got to understand it's a spiritual fight. And it ain't just against you. It's against all that God has created you to be. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. Amen. Amen. Let's move on to our sick set. Well, we, we used to call it a sick and shut in, but we don't call it a sick and shut in, right? We call it our what? Set free, healed, and delivered list. That's what we're talking about. So first of all, let me give a birthday shout out, right? Let me give a birthday shout out to one of my spiritual daughters, Tracy Jackson over there in Philly. Happy birthday, love. Fet chapter 57 is going to be better than any chapter you've seen, right? Hey! We believe God and we pray God's blessings over you. Also, I want to lift up a couple family members, right? So over the weekend, over the weekend, uh, my Aunt Maud, Aunt Maud lost her son, James. I want to lift them up before the Lord. I also want to lift up the family of Lori Block. Oh, my God. Lori came into my life 10 years ago. She was the caregiver she did the ran the daycare that my daughter went to when she was going my old, my youngest daughter when she started school and when i tell you that this lady was phenomenal she still is just absolutely phenomenal but then the enemy came and struck her family her husband mark was diagnosed and somebody's going to have to help me pronounce it correct i want to say it's called a geoblastoma 
Anyway, it was a brain cancer and they said it was inoperable. They said that he was going to pass away. And if I'm not mistaken, they gave him a year to live. I want to let you know, Mark made it five years and all the way through. When I say he fought the good fight, he fought the good fight. I think if he had not got tired I think he'd still be here because you hear me tell y'all quite often that the enemy can't take you out, but he'll try to wear you out. And I truly believe that Mark said, you know what? I'm just tired. And Lord, I'm ready to come on, go home. Because other than that, I think he would still be here. Literally, I'm talking about through surgery after surgery, through medication after medication. Mark fought the good fight, and Lori was right there holding up the bloodstained banner, blocking and shielding, just as any good wife would do. And so were their children. So I send a special shout out to them. And for all of you all, uh oh, I'm about to get teary eyed. For all of you all who are going through something, put it on the timeline. Put it on the timeline so we can pray about it, talk about it. Amen. And give it to God, and we're going to leave it there. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Somebody asked me the other day, Dana, why you don't have your cross on? Well, I broke that chain, all right? But then, you know, my kids got on my head with like, all the jewelry you got, how come you don't wear nothing? So this particular piece is, is special to me. This is, my children bought this to get bought this for me some years ago. Um, it's one of those mother, the trees, whatever it is. And in my tree are all of my branches. So in my branches are the birthstone of all of my children. And then they've got some scripture in there out of Proverbs 31, 25 and 26. I think that's what that is. Okay. Enough on past that. The other thing, if you've purchased this book, A Moment in the Word, the devotional that I wrote, some of you all have wrote, I know, matter of fact, quite a few of you all, let me say that, quite a few all, quite a few of you all have purchased this book online at Amazon. It's a prime item and you all got it the very next day within the next two days. And you want to know if I'll sign it. If you are here locally, hear me, hear me well. If you are here locally and if you have had your book, bring it to church with you September the 3rd. I promise you, I will sign it. I can promise you that if I don't do nothing else, I keep my word. Bring the book with you. I will sign it. For those of you all who want some, you can get it on Amazon. I may even have a few with me at service. But for those of you all who have purchased your book, bring your book to church with you. I promise you, I will sign it. Amen. Amen. All right. You know, I done got in my feelings talking about Lori and her. And it's not the fact that. Some of you all under the sound of my voice have not been through because I have seen you all go through and I've been through with you, such as cousin Latanya, you know, who's been healed from her cancer and, and set free. But those two, Lori and Mark, just to watch them, you know, I mean, oh my God. And, 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 and Lori has been transparent about her whole walk if you all get an opportunity to go on her Facebook page, it's public. It's Lori, L-O-R-I, block, B-L-O-C-K. She, her testimony. Mm. All right. I've gotten past that. I've gotten past that. Good morning to all of you all who have signed in while I was running my mouth. Okay. Let's switch gears, y'all. Let's pray. We're going over to Matthew chapter 6. 
starting in verse 9 where we recite the Lord's Prayer because we believe in giving God our first fruits of the day. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, O oh God, our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, y'all. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing this morning. I want to talk to you about dream killers. I want to talk to you about dream killers this morning. I want to talk to you about the things that kill the purpose that God has for you. I want to talk about the things that bring about distractions. I want to talk about people who we allow to sow into our lives. I want to talk about dream killers this morning. Are y'all with me today? I, I want to talk about dream killers today because this thing here is heavy in my heart. Good morning, Carrie. Ah, I want to talk about dream killers this morning. Amen. But the dream killers that I want to talk about are not the people on the inside, but it's the person that you see in the mirror. Oh, somebody say good morning. Ah, I want to get your attention this morning. And as we talk about these dream killers, I want to talk about three words. Amen. I want to talk about perception, perspective, and purpose. I ain't going to be here before you long. It's going to be maybe five good ten minutes and we out of here. A perception for you all people, you know, the perception is the ability, as they define it, the ability to hear, see, or become a way of something. That's your perception. Then we have a perspective, right? The perspective is the point of view. It's a point of view of what you might become, a particular place, right? You know, you see yourself somewhere. And then there is your purpose, the reason why. So it's more so what you think, what they think, and what God says. How's that? What you think, what they think, and what God has to say about you. I had a conversation with a gentleman that I met over the weekend. And as he was giving me his testimony, telling me about all the things that God has done for him, the one thing he kept going back to is the fact that he had been in prison. He kept talking about he was in prison and what he did to get there. And then I had to ask him, are you still there? Oh, no, I've been out since 1998. I said, they let you out in 1998, but you still there in 2022. I'm going to let you have a sea light moment on there. Some of us are the same way. God has brought us out of something. God has brought you through some things, but you can't get to where you're going because you're still stuck on where you've been. 
this. Why are you concerned about what people think? Why are you still doubting what God has done? Why are you not trusting God for what he called you to be? You are fearfully and wonderfully created. You are the person God created you to be. You don't have to argue with nobody. You don't have to go back and forth and try to get validation from someone. Either they accept you or they reject you. I know this conversation ain't for everybody and I'm going to lose some people and it's okay. But for those people who are struggling, that are still struggling with where God is wants you to go, this conversation is for you. You know, you sit back and you hold on to your past as if it's a banner to say, this is who I am. That's what you were. That is not who you are. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine says that it has not entered the heart of man. Nobody has thought about it. Nobody has perceived it. Nobody can even fathom the things that God has for you, for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. When God called you, he called you right there where you were. He called you with your prison sentence and you got them numbers behind your name that's, that supersede your social security number. He called you where you were with those six and seven digit numbers behind your name. He knew who you were. He called you out of prison. He called you out of a hospital room. He called you out the dope house. He called you off the corner. He called you while you was at the grocery store, while you were sitting there getting drunk. He called you at the bar. He called you. You say, yes, Lord. That's where you were. Now, you concerned about what people think about you. Well, my question to you is this. Why are you overly concerned about what somebody thinks about you? Because what they think about you is what they what you show them. Oh, uh oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold it. See. What are you showing people? Are you showing people that you are a fragmented piece of your past? Are you showing somebody that you are a fragmented piece of your past? You are what's left over of the bad relationship. You are what's left over of doubt. You are less what's left over of rape, incest. You are what's left over of divorce. Is that what you're showing somebody? You walking around with a pity party on your shoulders. You walking around with a banner saying, I've been beat up. You walking around with a banner saying that I'm a fragment of what God wants me to be. You, you walking around showing people the bad side of you. The side of you that's not been made complete. That's whole by God. And the reason that you showing them that is because you still carry it with you. You know, it's like an individual who has been on a weight life's journey, right? You have lost 60, 70, 50 pounds. You have lost a significant amount of weight, but you still wear clothes from your old self. That 
right here lines up with the perception and the perspective. What is it that you perceive yourself to be and what is it they think about you? When people see you walking around with them large clothes on that you no longer fit, do I, are they looking at you to say, oh, she's sick? Or are they looking at you saying, oh, she's lost a lot of weight. She's moving for a healthy lifestyle. It's what people think. And it's what you show you. People treat you the way you allow yourself to be treated. You have to show people how to treat you. You have to show people how to respect you. And the way it starts, it starts from within. You've got to start treating yourself better. You've got to start respecting the person that you see in the mirror in order for you to get to the purpose that God has called you to have. Some people that I've been having conversations with have been saying, you know, I'd like to live in a better neighborhood. What are you doing to get there? Because God has already given you everything that you need to be there. God said, don't worry about what a man said. God has given you what you needed to be there. Do you see yourself in that house? Do you see yourself driving that car? Do you see yourself walking across the stage with that degree, that diploma in your hand? Do you see yourself working in that company? Or do you see yourself performing that job somewhere else? It's how you see yourself. If you see yourself through jaded lenses, how do you think other people are going to see you? We have to start dealing with the person in the mirror and it starts dealing from the inside out we have been conditioned we have been told that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind that means that we got to start thinking better about ourselves in order for others to think better about us we got to treat ourselves better we are stewards of this body we are stewards of this life if we don't take care of it how can you expect somebody else to take care of it if you see yourself always at that corner, you'll never be able to see yourself in a boardroom. If you see yourself always broken, downtrodden, people are going to treat you that way because you have not begun to treat yourself differently. I want you to follow me over to Romans chapter 14, verse 16. Put my glasses on, make sure I get it right. I want to say Romans chapter 14. That's what I want to say. Romans chapter 14. <sighs> Let's pick up at verse 12. It says then, so then every one of us shall give an account of himself. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know I am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Perspective and perception. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest not thou not charitably, destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. But verse 16 says this, let not your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, 
but righteousness and peace and joy in the spirit. Where does that peace and that joy comes from? It comes from Jesus. Philippians 4 and 7 says that the peace that passeth all understanding shall guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. When you become at peace with who you are, then you don't have to worry about how people see you. You don't have to worry about what people think about you because you yourself will start sowing unto yourself that peaceable fruit of righteousness. That means that no matter where I am, I'm at peace with knowing who I am. Yeah, I had a past. We all have one. And you can't define me by my past because my past situation does not dictate to where I am now. Some of you all can speak to that today. You can say my current situation does not speak to my future outcome. If I'm on the bottom, there's nowhere for me to go but up. But I need you to stop dragging your past with you as a banner waving, looking for a pity party, looking for somebody to feel sorry for you or make yourself, put yourself in a position where people treat you bad because you are your worst enemy. How you think about you dictates to what they think about you. And if you think about you the way that God sees you, then your purpose, your perception, and the perspective all lines up. And then it goes back to where it began. It goes back to what God said about you. It goes back to the promise that he made you. And that promise is where we started today. That promise started at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. For it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered the heart of man what God has for those or what he's prepared for those who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. God called you right there where you are. He knew where you were. He knew what you did. Jesus, when he called his disciples, he called 12 men that he knew what they were. None of them were perfect. Paul, who we accredit to being the father of the apostolic faith, not only was he a persecutor of Christians? He was a murderer. But then, this is the part that I want you to see and understand. If you read your Bible, and if you have been studying the repost, the replays that I've been posting, you will see that he built the kingdom of God. He built the Christian faith from prison. Oh, come on, somebody. He was in prison. He was the first person that I've ever seen that they called house arrest. From the prison, he established churches. 
prison from being incarcerated. He laid hands on the sick and watched them be healed. He delivered people. He filled them with the Holy Spirit. God used him right where he was. The same that happened to him is the same that can happen to you. Because God is not a respective person. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. The same God that was healing, setting free, and delivering is the same God that we serve today. He's that same God that heals, set free, and delivers. He's the same God that creates miracles every day. He is a miracle worker. Through signs and wonders, through things that you cannot perceive, understand. That's what God operates. And he's not operating in the lives of others. He's operating in your life too. He waiting on you to catch up. Because many of you all are missing the mark. Worried about where you came from. What people think about you. Rather than the purpose that God called you for. Amen. Amen. I need you to spend time over in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. That's what God has for you. It ain't even been thought about. You have turned around and you have grown leaps and bounds. I need you to catch up with your present because you're still in the past. Amen. Amen. I love you. And this has been a moment in the word. I'll see y'all tomorrow and enjoy the replays. God bless you. Bye-bye. today in a moment in the word again as I said in the beginning I hope that there was three things that you took away here one that you were able to hear the word two that you received the word and three that you go and share the word remember right here we changing lives one person at a time through the word of God I love you and there ain't nothing you can do about it